Welcome to Karate in the Garage. I'm Corey Cope. I'm Freddie Waff. He is kickstart for March 15th. And what? we're halfway through March. How did, the, how did we get here? <laughs> Boom. Here it is. Hey, guess what? Movie theaters are opening up today. Hey, everybody pile in. COVID is free. <laughs> get your COVID covered popcorn. Oy. COVID or non COVID? I'm not going to feel comfortable chewing gum in the movie theater. Yeah, man. I'm, uh, yeah, cool. I mean, I'm glad it's happening because, man, I've missed theaters, but I'm yeah. not going. No. For, you know, I'm not going until October. Sounds, that's fair. I mean, everybody needs to, I mean, beyond that, because, I mean, all the adults are supposed to get their shots by the 1st of May, right? That's what, that's what's being bandied about. That ain't happening, man. I, I don't, I don't imagine. I just, uh, I just signed up for the California.gov, my turn to let, where you have to sort of put in your, what do you do? How old are you? Blah, blah. And it, it just said, sorry, you are not eligible at this time. Yeah. You're not, <laughs> you're not old enough. Of course I'm not. And the next batch, I'm not even qualified for the next batch, which I'm fine with for obvious reasons. Me neither. Yeah, man. I want to. I'm gonna let that shit percolate. I want to see what happens. I'm safe, damn it. I'm. I'm. I'm take care of myself. I. I live my life properly. I don't need that shit. Yeah. Fuck that. I mean, I'm still getting tested three times a week at this. Yeah. Month, at this point. So uh, you know. And uh, the kids here go back uh, in hybrid learning two weeks from today. Yeah. Hyper learning, <laughs> hybrid, hyper. Learning. Well, they're gonna need to need they're gonna need to do things hyper fast right? to make up for all the fucking lost time. Something like that. I just know. I know that's gonna be good for the kids to see each other. But fuck, man, it's. I don't. I don't think kids understand how anxiety riddled their parents may be about this whole thing, like me. So, <laughs> downer. Hey, uh, so. I get we Downer just, Monday. We're just brought to you jump. by Corey Culp. Yes, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to kickstart with gloom. <laughs> kickstart it into the gloom. Well, hold on. Before we get into it, speaking of gloom, what the fuck, dude? We've had spring weather. Yeah, I know. We right? had torrential rainstorms, fucking hail. I mean, it's cold right now, but it's supposed to be a high of 68 today or something. Dude, it was 74 on Thursday, and then it got down to 30 or 28. When I got up on Friday morning, it was 28 degrees. I, my windshield was frozen. I had to dig out the ice scraper like I lived in on the East Coast. <laughs> I couldn't even find it at, right away, and I was like, I'm going to be late. <laughs> but my yeah. window literally had like an inch of fucking ice on it. It was ridiculous. What is happening? Global warming? Not real, man. Oh, no. And then today... Because we're recording this yesterday, today, Monday, we're supposed to have the coldest and wettest slash snowiest weather that we've had in, since the season started. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, uh, it, hey, welcome to California. And then it's going to be 70s again on Friday. I don't know, confusing. That's all right. Get to the beach. <laughs> go, to the, go to the beach and surf in the morning and then go to the snow in the afternoon or some shit like sure, that. Sure, man. That's California, dude, right? Whatever. I'm going to go ahead and just start right off and say, you know, big Marvel fan here. Finally, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is premiering on Disney Plus this Friday, March 19th. Finally, Anthony Mackie returns as, you know, as Sam Wilson, the Falcon and Sebastian Stan returns as Bucky Barnes, a.k.a. the Winter Soldier. By the way, what else has Sebastian Stan done besides play Bucky? I, Tanya. Oh, yeah, that too. I swear to God, dude, when you said you were going to cover this, I thought you said Falcon and the Snowman. And I was like, is there a Falcon and the Snowman series? Because that would be awesome. There but is. now I'm like, 
There is. No, there isn't. We don't have, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hijack you, but I was like, I honest to God, dude, thought you said Falcon in the snow. It's just how I heard it. And I was like, Oh no, we're going to be hearing about that. We're going to hear it like that all the fucking time until the day we died. We're always going to, I'm always going to hear that. I'm always going to hear Falcon in the snowman. Right. It's just, it's ingrained in my memory, you know, of like Falcon in the snowman. (laughs) And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about John Schlesinger's 1985 film, possibly 85, our favorite year ever. (laughs) Yeah. With uh, Timothy Hutton and Sean Penn. True story. Doctor in the Snow. True story. True story. Sorry, I was giving you a little bit of my real world. Had the the original OG real world from New York. How, and how sad is it, dude, that there's a bunch of 50-year-old dudes our age living in an apartment. Dude. It's like, it's, I would like blow my brains out. It's a, if Thankfully, it's just a, real, you know, a, re, or a reunion and it's only like six episodes or something like that. They came together to do this whole thing, um, what, in January, mid-January or something like that, in the middle of all this COVID stuff in New York, sure. all places, of course, because that's where the original show was. And they, they are in the original loft, yeah. which is kind of cool. They're looking around the room and there's like, hey, there's one missing. Yeah, that was Eric because Eric pops up on a TV remotely and he's got COVID. They had to isolate him the first night. <laughs> Even though they've already done a whole bunch of interviews and stuff like that prior to that, and it was if any of those dudes got COVID, I would oh, I would expect it to be Eric because he was always the biggest douchebag on the show. And the funny thing is, he's very much a Sherpa type of man now. If I get the last eighteen years, apparently he's completely stone sober. So, what are, you know, Falcon the Winter Soldier, the two characters come back. I don't know much more about it at this point because nobody's seen it. It doesn't mind. That's true. Lots of bloggers and critics have already seen it. At least, usually the the kind of thing usually release like two or three episodes for them to digest and they're behind a a wall of secrecy until uh, the embargo gets lifted and they can talk about it. Sure. Um, I got to think it's, it seems like reviews were coming out already today for the least for the first episode and uh, it looks positive. But WandaVision closed like uh, a week ago, and that was really, really fucking fun. And it really shapes the rest of the movies that that, that Wanda appears in in a very different way. Because it kind of was like filler to everything. It was kind of, it works really, really well with the the last four or five movies from uh, MCU uh, Thanos timeline. So anyway, Falcon and Winter Soldier, again, Disney Plus, you've already got it. Come on, man. I heard this week that uh, Disney Plus is up to 100 million subscribers now. Wow. That's a lot. I'm a, hopefully, you guys have actually taken advantage of your Disney Plus and watched Sword and Stone. Anyway, so there you go. Falcon, ah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier this Friday begins, and it's the whole Marvel Studios for a television situation on Disney Plus where it gets released once a week, which is fine because... Gives you something to talk about and avoid the internet. <laughs> Good luck with that. Anyway, so Falcon and Winter Soldier starting this Friday, March 19th. March 19th, two days after St. Patrick's Day. You can go dim- dump yourself in the Green River in Chicago and then watch Falcon and the Snowman or Falcon and the Winter Soldier, yeah. depending on which one is on. Yeah. They both deal with governmental intrigue. Government intrigue. Dong, dong, dong. You know how this happens to us all the time, right? Like... Do you remember back we recorded, I want to say it was right before Valentine's Day, and we talked about a little film from 1986 called Wildcats with Goldie Hawn. Do you remember that? Yes. As happenstance or as fate would have it, guess what got announced to be released on Shout Select this week? Falcon and the Snowman. 
Yeah, no, uh, yes, that too. <laughs> I wish it did. Uh, no, uh, I wish. Uh, there is a nice Kino version of it, honestly. But Wildcats, man, Wildcats is coming to Shout Select. Yeah. Can you believe it? Yeah. Who, who would have known? Yeah. yeah. I'm shocked. May right. 18th. I don't know what the significance of that is because it was, you know, the anniversary of it would have been the 20, the 35th anniversary would have been in February. <laughs> Why did that happen, man? Why did they just, again, we talked about that previously, didn't we? We talked about the fact that I think COVID affected a lot of releases that would have been anniversary releases yeah, last year. Sure. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that's what's happened. But Wildcats, man. I mean, it's fun. I don't really see. A lot of information about what's on the disc because maybe they're still deciding or maybe I'm just looking in the wrong spot. Stop looking in the wrong spot. Stop looking at spot. He bites. Don't make eye contact with him. Don't look at him. C-spot run. Dude, I wish there was a shout selective C-spot run with David Arquette. Now that's a movie. You know, him and the little kid from Three and a Half Men or Two and a Half Men or Ten and a Half Men, whatever it's called. Whatever it's that called. That kid. Whatever it's called. And a big dog. See it, damn it. It's it's in the vein of Beethoven. If you love Beethoven, you will love C Spot Run. Apparently, you should. C Spot Run. <laughs> uh, anyway, Wildcats. Yeah. So Wildcats, May 18th. I'm curious to see what they're gonna do with it. It's funny, I don't own the movie. Is it a movie I want to own? Maybe. I don't know. Depends on what's on it. But uh, hey, it's definitely fun. Uh yeah. so hey, we'll see what they throw on that thing. Yeah. Wildcats. That's my first complaint of the day <laughs> first complaint i'm <laughs> uh, not really complaint but i'm just like god dude you know is i feel like everything we talk about eventually is going to be shout select or you know somebody's going to drop it i don't know man it, it's funny but i guess you know we all grew up watching the same movies and we're all like-minded so there you go yeah we're suckers we're all suckers. <laughs> Take my money. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean, we talked about that just off the cuff. Of, I don't know how many episodes back. Something like Evil Dead 2. Specifically, well, actually, Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness. How many times have that, both those movies seen, I mean, combined, how many DVD releases did those things get? Oh man, I mean, I would, I would say, Army of Army of Darkness. I had at least like four copies of that thing on DVD before there even was Blu-ray. Yeah, they, they, there is five versions of Blu-ray alone. Yeah. Well, I'm happy at least they're they're going. You know, with the, with these titles, they are pulling titles that you know we you know things I love. So hey man, you know I love Wildcats. I'm I would have never in a million years thought it was getting a shout select release, but hey man, it's kind of cool, right? Yeah, it's better than another Army of Darkness Blu-ray. I already have it. I don't need, yeah, I don't right. Need another one. I need an Iron Eagle shout select, dude. I need an Iron Eagle two shout select. I need both of them on one. I need you know what Mill Creek will do it. <laughs> yeah, Iron Eagle one and two. Well, you know what? If they're gonna do rad, right? Well, there you go. I mean they're. A 4K right? and a steel book that they cross uh, crossed up with uh, with Mondo with his bitching cover. See, that cover came out a while ago. Like, they did a poster release, and I'm like, why the fuck are you guys doing rad? And then I looked later, and I saw that they were doing the, that steel book. So there you go. Wildcats. Shout select. May. <laughs> Wildcats. 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 Oh, meow. Meow. I'll get your Wildcats. Oh, wrong kind of wrong kind of cats. Damn, dude. Your, your iPad's blowing up. My iPad. I hear dinging. No, that's not me. That's the dog. That's the that's the dog's tag hitting the water dish way oh. down the hallway. <laughs> I was gonna say. So two weeks from this Friday, 
Godzilla versus Kong comes on, well, in movie theaters, but but more importantly, <laughs> HBO Max. It's going to be on HBO Max. Yeah, that's... Uh, how do you feel about that, man? I already plan on going to see it, at least at the Tiki. At least. I got good sound in the truck. Joey and I are going to go hop in because Melody, you know, I don't think she cares. It's Godzilla. She doesn't care. Right. She doesn't care. So, but I know we're, I know we're super excited about that. But leading up to that is uh, obviously the, the the thing that you usually get from studios is reissues. And they're reissuing Godzilla from 2014 on Blu-ray and 4K. Now the, the Blu-ray's got a new cover. It's all the same packaging. Uh, I mean, it's all the same uh, packaging on the disc itself as far as the content goes. Everything's the same. I don't think anything new. Maybe they threw a trailer for the new movie on there. And maybe they threw a trailer on there for the previous one, uh, King of Monsters. But this one is a, there's a steel book for this, which is already sold out. I'm a Best Buy exclusive, like they usually happens these days and it's sold out. But this is got a badass cover with him walking towards the Golden Gate Bridge. Because, But it's so, this cover is so reminiscent of like a Toho thing which is a nice little homage. And if, and the way Godzilla's positioned, it you can tell it's not the OG, but it could easily be the OG, the way the album looking. You, you can just get enough of his profiles realize it's the 2014 one. Anyway, I love the shit out of this movie. I love both the movies. I'm really looking forward to this new one. And if you've seen any of the recent art that's floating around out there for Godzilla versus Kong, um, that is a friend of the show, Sergio Grisante's company, Little Giant Studios, doing all that artwork. Oh, yeah. His team is not new to the game of the Monster U, as they call it. Previous to this, he did all those uh, Skull Island key art for that. But also, if you'd seen the Apocalypse Now, Skull Island mashup, that is 100% Sergio. That is all him. Uh, if you want to follow him, he's actually on Instagram. Uh, at Little Giant Studios, but also his, he's got a really weird personal one. <laughs> and you have to like, I'm going to have to look it up because I always forget how Dead to- Dead Man's Shoes? Yeah, it's it's the way it's spelled, right? It's it's just kind of- mm -hmm. So it's Dead Man's Shoes, but D-E-A-D-M-A-N-S-S-H-0-E-S-59. Dead Man's Shoes with a zero, 59. You get to see some of his artwork there. And, and in Little Giant Studios is, is a little more, it's little underscore giant underscore studios. Anyway, it's super badass. His, his work is incredible and you'll get to see it just by popping in there. You get, you get stuff like do Cobra Kai done up in Street Fighter style. And he just fucking Sergio's the best. He was at, you know, I'm not plugging him just because he was, Part, he was one of my groomsmen at my wedding, <laughs> but he's, he's a fucking stellar guy. And, uh, in, and we've actually been talking to him about doing some stuff for us as well for the show. And, uh, maybe we'll have some, something to share in the very near future. But so Godzilla reissue on, on Blu-ray, if, if you don't have it in 4k yet, but if you, if you, if you actually had the Blu-ray with the digital copy, I think the digital copy ended up being 4k. If you got through iTunes, I think they still give you the, the higher up one, but this is a, if you're a big nerd about, see, I am about this, about the Godzilla stuff. I'm totally that. I, I'm the guy that collected all the Evil Dead 2s when they came out in Army Darkness, like we talked about. And I'm the same way about this, too. I'm like looking forward to it. There you go. I just, I just throw like five things at you. Just boom, boom, boom. Boom. It's like a shotgun. Godzilla. New Godzilla. Uh, my man, Sergio Grisante. Out there. Get it. Oh, by the way, they have a new website, too. Oh, shit. That's another thing, too. I forgot to mention this. Previous. 
Uh, if you see the Dirty Dancing Steelbook, I know you don't give a shit about Dirty Dancing, but that Dirty Dancing Steelbook cover, that's his. So there. There you go. Five things. Boom. <laughs> Most of them are free. Free. That's F-R-E-E. What you got next? <laughs> you had one more thing, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I was going to talk about our friends at Mill Creek. What? Mill Creek? Not, yeah, man. Not only are they releasing Rad, which, <laughs> you know, like we said, uh, <laughs> but it's not any weirder than, you know, another version of Army of Darkness. Anyway, but our good pals at Mill Creek this last week, they released on Blu-ray. Uh, one of my, you know, it's a film I kind of dig and, it, you know, it hit me. It still hits me like when I watch it because it's it's a really nice little sort of time capsule. But it's it's Howard Zeef's kind of underseen My Girl. Starring Anna Klumsky, I think is how you say it, or Chomsky. I'm not really sure. I've heard it both ways. Yeah. Dan Aykroyd, Jamie Lee Curtis, our old pal Richard Mauser. Mauser. <laughs> and everybody's favorite kid at this time, Macaulay Culkin, mm-hmm. who, uh, as you commented, uh, narrates the um, <laughs> the original trailer, or maybe it was the TV teaser uh, for this film, which came out in 91. They threw it, Mill Creek threw it on a... I think it, they got a. I think it's got a single release, and I think it also got a double release with My Girl Two, which I've never seen. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, My Girl One is a. Uh, it's a really cute, kind of heartwarming little story, man. It's got you know, and it's 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 packed with a lot of people. Griffin Dunn shows up. It revolves around Veda Sultanfus, who is uh, you know this precocious little kid, cute as button. You know, it's it's they're coming into their you know their twelve thirteen. It's a nice little love letter to growing up in the late sixties. Beta is not like other kids. She lives with her father who's a mortician and she's grown up right. <laughs> basically without a mother and uh, with her. Yeah. It's, it's a fun story. I don't want to say too much. If you've seen it, you know what it's about. If you haven't seen it, check it out. The price is good. You know, it's 12 bucks for the double. I, I, like if you want to see my girl too. Uh, and I think it's nine ninety nine for the, just the lone Blu-ray of just my girl. Like you and I were talking, th- this is, the setup for this movie, they, they set it up like it was a Macaulay Culkin movie. <laughs> and guess what, man? It's not. <laughs> tell tell the people why, Corey. Well, it's got the annoying kid from, oh, we're talking about My Girl 2? Uh, well, My Girl 1, we were talking about, we just sort of the whole My oh, Girl yeah. 1. No, what? no, dude. I thought we were, I wasn't sure what the leading was. Yeah, dude. It's oh, yeah, like, yeah. And they Sunset Boulevard, that shit. They certainly do. Yeah. Hey, man, what's the best thing in the world to do with the the biggest star in the world uh, as far as kids go? Oh, let's just murder him. Yeah, let's kill him. Like, (laughs) what the fuck? And I got to tell you, man, it literally, even when I saw it, I was 21. Dude, it fucking broke my heart. That whole scene where she, after she finds out that Thomas J is dead. Holy shit, dude. That's some serious acting from her being a first time actress. And and then act the way Aykroyd plays it, it you know, and, but it doesn't come off as a cheap trick. You know what I mean? It, it right. doesn't seem like they've pulled the wool over. I, I gotta say, man, I knew nothing about it. I mean, this is why, you know, a movie like this would, ne- this would never happen now because the internet would ruin it <laughs> 13 seconds after somebody saw it. Right. Back in 1991, man, the last thing I thought was going to happen in this movie was that Macaulay Culkin was going to meet his demise. I mean, you know, he's on there. You think he's this, you know, he's the co-star of the movie, but he's not really. I mean, he's, he's in it, but he's not in it. It's not, it's not his story. It's a movie I've always liked. 
some really nice period work. I mean, it looks, it's, it, it's photographed beautifully. It looks, it's a nice little slice of late 1960s. So, you know, yeah. if you got 10 bucks lying around, check it out. Cause the, the thing about it, it's actually in the, it's in the proper aspect ratio and all these, all, all, all and up until now, it's just been in the, you know, your, your shitty four by three pan and scan DVD that I picked up years ago is a pan and scan of the VHS. Right. Seeing it in all its glory. Yeah, man, it's, it's a nice little flick. So, you know, check it out. My girl, check out my girl too. If you can watch Austin O'Brien, I think that's his name. Yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, I was like, Oh, I can, no, I'm not doing that. Not doing that. <laughs> and his kind of type of delivery works for, in for last action. Last Hero. action. Hero. Sure. It's in this, it's kind of like you, I don't know, man. He might've, it might as well have been one of the Lawrence kids at this point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Speaking of, didn't one of the Lawrence, Lawrence kids do a Home Alone? Uh, maybe I'm wrong about that. Yeah. No, no. The, the third one, I think. <laughs> or was it Austin O'Brien? I don't remember. I don't know. <laughs> Never saw it. But it was super weird is, My Girl is a weird choice. Consider Macaulay's parental guidance that he had. I mean, Home Alone was a massive fucking hit. And he didn't sign on for My Girl until like January or February of 91. Right. So it wasn't like they didn't, you know, they must have just threw a, ton, a fucking ton of money at him. That's the only thing I can think of. Because, I mean, you literally go from being this kid and like, oh, yeah, we're going to get a movie where you die. I love the fuck out of My Girl. I think it's such a, like you said, it's such an endearing thing. And Anna is, if you've watched Veep, Anna has been on Veep since day one. Right. I mean, our show, because the yep. show is over now. And she's wonderful in it. Gosh, she's so super funny. And she makes a lot of... uh a lot of the faces that she makes in my Absolutely. girl. Absolutely. Right. Like as it's, a 10 year old. It's like, it's like, Oh, it's adorable. Except for you're an adult now. And it's super weird. <laughs> There's moments in there where it's kind of like, what? Macaulay is, he's in it, but not in it a lot. Um, but it really is about Anna. And like you said, for a first time, you know, for, for first feature film, she's fucking wonderful in it. Dan Aykroyd with uh, playing her father. Yeah. It's a super sweet movie. And it's really, it's, it's wonderful. And, and Macaulay, man, he's, he's still, he's showing even at the tender age of what was he here? 11? Uh, 11? Something like that. Right. Or you no, know, right. Yeah. He was 11. 10, oh, he, he was, was 10. He right. Was 10. He turned 11 uh, uh, the previous summer. Fuck dude. Can you imagine being 10 years old and, and having like this massive comedic hit and I mean, how much did, Home Alone make it made like eight hundred million dollars or something absurd. I mean, like I, think I, I think I think I think in its original run made like one hundred ninety million in nineteen ninety. See, that's just crazy, dude. Box office totals through a re-release or whatever four hundred and seventy six million. Ask me again why they had three home video uh, sequels for that. <laughs> I'll tell you why. That's why. But that's a lot of money, dude. Right? It is. <laughs> And even the second one, the second one didn't do too shabby. Uh, 359 million, dude. <laughs> Fuck. And that one's that one probably cost a little bit more on the location shooting they were doing. Oh, and the in the second the sequel in New York too, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's it's everything's more expensive shooting there. I I do another thing I do. Both both Home Alone movies, I love the shit out because John Williams did the score in both and. You know, you got to take a break from doing George, George Lucas and in, in Spielberg movies, right? You got to do something else once in a while. But John Williams, man, what a fucking gem he is. I still can't believe he's still working, dude. It fucking blows my mind. Yeah, man. Uh, speaking of old, man, he just turned 89. 
Wow. I wouldn't have guessed that old, but man. Yeah. I mean, how, I don't know how he's involved with the West Side Story. It's already got its own baked in. Yeah. Right. Musical companion. You can't, yeah. So. You can't go changing that up. <laughs> right. Or can you? Or can you? I don't know. I mean, I, you got to think usually when these when a new movie comes out, they always stick some new song created by, you know, whatever the biggest songwriting team is at the time. <laughs> you know, Diane Justin, Warren. Ju- Not Diane Warren. Ju- let's write a, a music. <laughs> <laughs> Diane Warren. Or, oh, uh, yeah, somebody like that. Yeah. Right, there you go. We got a ton of free stuff in there. People to follow. You're already paying for a lot of the stuff that we've mentioned anyway. So just tune in. Godzilla, Falcon and the Snowman, Falcon Soldier, the Snowman, <laughs> all that stuff. <laughs> would you Would you hate to be Sebastian Stan? You know, you're playing the Winter Soldier, and all of the nerdy comic book guys know who you are, right? But those old dudes that that even just keep that, saying Falcon, the, and, the Falcon and the Snowman. <laughs> Dude, I snuck in to see that movie when I was a kid. Me too. What a great fucking movie. I had no idea what was going on, but it was fucking great. It was funny because I was 15, and I th- I feel like it was the one time, like the theater people were like, "No, you got to be 17." I'm like, "Dude, I was fucking. I look. I saw the thing. I've seen. I, oh man, this. You know, literally, you're not getting in. I'm like, you got to be shit, man. Yeah. So I had to buy. I had to do the whole buy another ticket thing to get in to see Pack in the Snowman. Yeah. You know, I haven't seen it in so long. I don't even remember why it was rated R other than swearing. I think it's mostly like content and yeah, I mean, it's mostly, I think it's, it's, it's the drug use probably. Oh yeah, there's that too. Penn's character's a fucking <laughs> coke freak. And, uh, you, uh, know. you know, that's true too. This is the, this was the time when, when you have the PMRC types out there with sticks up their asses. Yeah, man. Tipper Gore <laughs> standing there with a clipboard. So hey, when you want to follow us on Letterboxd, since we're a movie show, right? You can follow Corey at Corey underscore Culp. Or if you want to support the show on Patreon, thank you, Patreon supporters. Man, we're we're getting down to the wire here for uh, for April. Come on, man. And that's patreon.com slash KITG podcast. That's your cue. Yes. <laughs> if you'd like to follow me at Letterboxd, I am still just Tom Cody. <laughs> just a man. Tom Cody at Letterboxd. I'm just a man. I'm just a man. Just a man.